0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David
1: McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk
2: Mississippi.
3: All right, Flight Directors,
4: I want the go-no-go for launch. Retro! Go Flight! Booster! Go Flight! Eco! Go Flight! Trajectory! Go Flight! Capcom Freedom! Go Flight! Capcom Independence! Go Flight! All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's pucker time. You're awake, by the way.
5: Independence and Freedom, this is Kennedy Firing Room. We're T-minus
6: one minute. All crew members, close and lock your visors. The state of Mississippi. Thank you. It's real. Let's rock this joint. Mississippi.
0: We love Mississippi. Ah. This is the JT Show with JT and producer Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Make Mississippi great again. <laughs>
2: Good morning, Mississippi, and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in the chair, along with my good friend, Rhino in the booth. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. We made it to Tuesday. We did. All the way to Tuesday. (laughs) Would be the last day in office for President Trump today.
8: Expected to hand out uh, clemency or Pardons to about a hundred folks
2: yeah and uh, still don't know whether or not that'll include himself a lot of eyes oh yeah on on uh, what the president will do with respect to pardons and you know it's it's kind of unusual when you think about the uh, framers of our government conferring so much power to the president with respect to granting clemency it, it's it's somewhat uh, in conflict with uh the the principles and I think the the undergird of checks and balances. This is one of the things that the president has enormous power. And every oh, yeah. every but single I, time we get to this point, all eyes are on it and of course it just it sparks a huge debate should this person or should that person and so forth. I think the original intent
8: was to give the executive branch some power because originally the executive branch didn't have a whole lot of power in the governance of the country. Yeah, That has grown dramatically since the Great Depression. But if you go back to, say, the late 1800s, early 1900s, the executive branch didn't have a whole lot of power other than the pardon power, pardoning power and
2: appointments. Well, don't you think that was intentional? Oh yeah. I mean that that was consistent with uh the concept of checks and balances and and, and no particular organizational unit or branch if you will having excessive power. And of course, I think we got a remember sort of what what drove uh, the settlers and uh, the, the colonists into this country. They, they were escaping that sort of monarchy rule. I mean, that was the whole idea, that one person ran the whole deal. And, and so they were incredibly careful and brilliant in doing so, frankly, to ensure that not one person or one branch, one unit – would have excessive power. This is kind of the exception in that respect. Uh, of course, e- even so, you got to remember back in the campaign 2016, what we heard out of the left continuously was that oh my gosh, we we can't give President Trump a President Trump uh, before he was elected the the uh, nuclear football. He's going to blow the world up. And they ran with that narrative, uh, among others, which they ran with, So, and that was crazy because that's not really how it works. Uh, And there's been even some suggestions that he must be removed from office since the events of January 6th for fear that he would launch a nuclear attack in retribution for what happened. For him, I guess, ultimately not being sworn in as the president, or not being confirmed as the president, swearing in being tomorrow, but which was all crazy. So we, of course, we live in a world of over-the-top hyperbole. Everything is always stretched to the max and the limit. And, of course, to some extent, that's drives the media. And you got to wonder, righto, what the heck's the left mainstream media going to do without their favorite villain in office I mean every morning certainly which is a big time when those those outlets are uh, have their viewers tuning in MSNBC CNBC uh, not so much CNBC more business-oriented but uh, CNN you know the first several hours if not almost the entire day are consumed with reading and commenting on Trump's tweets so to some extent they might have a grievance to take up with Twitter because they took away the content which drove the, or the, the subject matter of their content to which a lot of people tuned in for that purpose. Oh, my gosh, what did he say today? And let's see what Mika and Morning Joe and A.M. Joy and all those people have to say about it. Don Lamont, all those people. I mean, so now they don't have that.
8: Well, and you're you're going to see a lot of mainstream media be forced to do one of two things. They're either going to have to continue cheerleading for any and everything Democrat, which is going to get kind of saccharine at some point. It's hard. Or you're going to start to see some splintering and, and a little bit of wedge driving between the, the people that predominantly backed Biden versus the people like his vice president and AOC and the more fringe elements of the left, I would think you're going to see more of the cheerleading than
2: the reporting on the differences between the two sides of the party. I think you're likely correct, but here's the problem I would suggest from uh, a television ratings perspective. Nobody cares about that. We're a voyeuristic world. We want to see craziness. We want to see Tiger King. We, I mean, it's... We don't care, frankly. We, if you think about where we are today, since Biden, uh, since November 3rd, there's been fractional discussion of policy. The majority of the discussion has revolved around whether or not the election was legitimate to a great extent. That's been the narrative, and, I, and I'm suggesting that from our folks on the right as well. They focused more on that than they have these devastating policies.
8: That's one key thing you can point to in Georgia.
2: No question about it. No, absolutely true. And so it's we've evolved into uh, a realm in our political environment that is focused on personalities and emotion and characters rather than we are policy. And now reality is Joe Biden is going to get sworn in tomorrow despite despite the fact that there's still a lot out there that don't believe that's gonna happen as of right now today still I know you're aware of that you've seen it there are people that still believe that by some magic you'd have to call it magic
8: now yeah, at this point it would be
2: it would have to be something magical I, I can't even comprehend it so I'm not even gonna suggest it I, I'm just stating that I know there are people that truly in their heart believe something's going to happen now if I'm not mistaken President Trump is headed to Florida today, if he's not already there, because he's not attending the inauguration.
8: Right. He's got a big send-off at some point, but yeah, then he's headed to Florida.
2: And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he, I've heard he's recorded a video message that he's going to make public later on today, his kind of exit. Probably message. through the White House account. I guess so. I don't know where you'd put it. Maybe publish it on the White House website. <laughs> I mean, he's been deplatformed. Well, we make up all these new words, don't we? And it, uh, Why can't you just say they cut him off? Why Why do we have to use these fancy um, euphemisms, frankly? You cut the guy off, it, as, as well as a lot of other people. You shut it down, deplatformed. It's just crazy. But um, like Joe Biden, as we were talking about yesterday uh, with uh, Dr. Sego, it, it, I just found this one almost euphemistic. To some extent. We're gonna hire a hundred thousand vaccine outreach specialists. Th- these are really people whose job it is to mm, not force you to take a vaccine, but probably humiliate you if you don't. You're 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 you thinking get 100,000 about a hundred
8: thousand people on the government payroll and a job that they made up in less than a week. Dumb. There's going to be a whole bunch of misspent money. <laughs> Where there We're is, going to have street theater for vaccinations.
2: Where there is big government money, there is big waste, fraud, and abuse. <laughs> They're correlated. It's an axiom. First segment in the books. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got Dr. Randy Easterling. He's a family care physician. We're going to get an update on the coronavirus and Mississippi's response to it. Stay with us on the JT Show.
9: You're a better man. I'm leaving here a better man
4: At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's Clinton Body Shop.
13: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented 8-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstown or online at Ben Nelson.
12: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Now the JT Show rolls on with guest host Dave Hughes on Super Talk Mississippi.
11: And I stumble to the kitchen for myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jumping, showering, the blood starts plumping out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to
2: five. What Welcome back, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert today in the chair, along with my partner Rhino. And now, joining us on the guest line, we've got Dr. Randy Easterling. Uh, Dr. Easterling is a family care physician. Good morning, Dr. Easterling. How are you this morning? Good, Good
14: morning. Good morning, Gerard. How are you? And happy birthday to Dolly Parton.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is that why you played that rhino? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, how old is Miss Parton today? Eight. 75. Today. 75. 75. Wow. I'd say she's well kept for 75, shall we say. Uh, great entertainer. So, Dr. Easterling, uh, just a level set, at one time you were president, if I'm not mistaken, of the Mississippi Medical Association. Is that correct?
14: Yeah, that was about 12 years ago, yes,
2: sir. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you remember, but you and I had the pleasure of uh, participating on a panel discussion up at the Old Miss Law School discussing the prospect Uh-oh. of Obamacare right before it passed.
14: Well, I remember that seminar very well, and, um, and I remember you, because you were the most outstanding person there. Well, I don't
2: know about that. appreciate that. <laughs> well, we had a lot of good brain power at the table there, and it's, it's kind of hard to believe that we were just talking about the prospect of such a bill becoming law. And uh, I know we want to talk about coronavirus, but but just for some perspective, as you recall, I think students and faculty attended, uh, great attendance, but most people just didn't think this thing was going to pass. And they thought, well, if it does pass, the Supreme Court's going to strike it down, neither of which ever occurred. And here we are uh, 12 years later, and that deal is law. So, Well, you know,
14: to to get... To, to get back to the corona issue, I, re, I remind people that uh, when the Affordable Care Act was being debated, the big debate was to get it right under a trillion dollars over 10 years, yeah. which I think they they succeeded in doing that. Uh, the Biden proposal that will be come out in the next week or so is $1.9 trillion for one year to fight COVID, and they've already... Allotted several trillion already. So we're looking at a four to five trillion dollar COVID effort by the federal government.
2: Incredible. It's just incredible when you put it kind of in financial terms like that. Yeah, 12 trillion dollars has actually been allocated uh, and about four and a half uh, to five of that has been spent. That's before this $1.9 trillion dollar bill that uh, Biden has proposed uh, goes into effect. So Let's talk about Mississippi and the coronavirus in general. So I saw comments yesterday, uh, Governor Reeves had a press conference and of course he's got Dr. Byers was flanking him on one side I think and Dr. Dobbs on the other. And Dr a uh, little bit of conflicting reports, Dr. Easterling. Dr. Byers said he thought that that our trend was positive, meaning we we were I guess seeing a decline in the number of daily cases and deaths dr dobbs on the other hand said that he thinks uh, january which is more than half over now would see the worst month ever of the pandemic so what's happening
14: well i think what we're seeing is the result of the holiday season as dr dobbs reported in where this is january the 19th so we're two to almost three to four weeks away from the holiday season so we should see a little bit of a downturn now Today we reported, I believe, one thousand one hundred ninety-three new cases, right. Right. which now from one thousand four hundred fifty-seven yesterday. Now we did report fifty-one deaths and three deaths yesterday. The fifty-one deaths is probably a lag number from coming off of the weekend. Right. Uh, by the way, one of those fifty-one is a uh, uh, is a friend of mine and related to me by marriage, uh, and very unfortunate, very wow. unfortunate. So we're not we're not over uh we're not over the hill yet but i think we're heading in the right
2: direction yeah well and so <clears throat> haven't heard as much or the focus as you know has been more on vaccination and uh getting the vaccine deployed and the logistics associated with that and, and of course some frustrations in in registering for appointments and and just the entire logistics but We haven't heard as much information or concern about uh, hospital capacity and overwhelming our hospitals. What's going on there? What's your sense of that right now?
14: Well, I think the, uh, the hospital overload is getting a little bit better. I'll give you an example. I ran into a former partner of mine in the hospital cafeteria Friday. He is now the medical director for our emergency room. And I asked him, and I said, Mark, how are things going? And he said, we're getting slammed. He said, on any given day or any given hour, I have anywhere from four to six ICU patients on ventilators in our emergency room.
2: Wow. Um,
14: <clears throat> last, last week, if you unless you were critically ill and literally dying, if you came to an emergency room in the Jackson area, uh, and even in Vicksburg, by ambulance, you might wait in an ambulance six hours before you even went into the emergency room. Um, So not only do you have a large portion of the people in the ER that don't need to be there, it's always been like that. You have the COVID on top of it. And it. uh, so I don't think we're totally overwhelmed, but we're not, we're not in a good place right now, but again, hopefully we're heading in the right direction.
2: So uh, uh, Tate Reeves Governor Tate Reeves yesterday was talking about uh, the announcing essentially that more vaccines are becoming available. And he also said he, he was quite proud of the fact that the state had inoculated 105,000 Mississippians. Uh, with the first dose, and nine thousand are fully vaccinated. I have some physician friends that, in fact, are among the nine thousand that have that have received both doses, and they both work in sort of high risk environments, which makes sense. He he also said that the Biden administration, who's made no made it no secret that they intend to uh, inoculate a hundred million in the first a hundred uh, days, which is. I don't know if sometimes that just sounds like fancy uh, po- political slogans. But anyhow, that's that's the uh, the objective. Governor Reeves says that that would translate to about 800,000 doses to Mississippi. And he indicated that our capacity, based on what has now been built out with respect to distributing and, and uh, getting vaccines in arms, is greater than that, that the state... And the uh, the medical community combined could inoculate more than eight hundred thousand in the first a uh, hundred days. Are you hearing about improvements in that whole situation? as the governor is suggesting here?
14: Yeah, know, I, I think we're getting better. And the the uh, the officials, the the CDC and, and Dr. Fauci and others, are saying that the hundred million in a hundred days is a doable thing. Okay. I think we're looking anywhere from eleven to twelve thousand, uh, maybe sixteen to seventeen thousand inoculations a day in Mississippi. Hmm. Um, the hospitals are doing a, a, a good job. I've I've had both of my shots, and all of my colleagues that I can think of have had both our shots. Uh, so now we're now the challenge is the long term care facilities, of the nursing homes, the private clinics, and of course the drive throughs. Right, and, uh, and I've heard, I've heard the drivers are doing a good job. So I think we're gearing up and heading in the right direction.
2: For those in our audience, Dr. Easterling, that are concerned about possible side effects or just other risks uh, with respect to receiving the vaccination, comment on that for us.
14: Well, the side effects are minimal. Uh, I've had both my shots, and with the exception of having a, a mildly sore arm, absolutely no side effects at all. I don't personally know of anyone that's had any side effects. But the way I the way I uh, cage this is when you got up this morning and drove to work, you were at much, much greater risk of being harmed than you are from taking the vaccine. Gotcha. Yeah, no one thinks anything about uh, getting in a car and driving to dinner or going to see a relative or going to church or whatever and you shouldn't but you're at much greater risk just driving your car around town than you are getting the covid vaccine
2: so, so appreciate that so in, in your professional opinion dr easterling do you see uh, do you fear any long-term effects from receiving the vaccination
14: of course, we don't know that because we haven't. We're in week six of having the vaccine. Sure. And uh, there's no indication that it's going to be long term. Now, there is a, a, a big concern in the medical community. Uh, as far as I know, a significant number of physicians have been vaccinated okay. when offered the vaccine. Okay. In the hospital community, we had like 53% of people that work in hospitals turn the vaccine down. And this morning, it was 33, 67 of people working in long-term care facilities in nursing homes that turn the shot down, and that's very concerning.
2: Got you. Dr. Randy Easterling, thanks so much for joining us today, sir. Stay safe, and, and thanks for taking care of sick people. Appreciate that.
14: Okay, thank you, buddy.
2: Have- Dr. Randy Easterling, we'll be back after these messages here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Show, it's in their blood you know.
1: Gage rep.
16: Happy New Year to all you lawn loving radio listeners out there. This is your local outdoor power equipment specialist, Cameron Hartley, here to tell you all about the great wintertime specials we have going on right now at Hartley Equipment. Homeowners, from now until the end of February, bring in your XMART mower and receive 10% off on seasonal tune-up services. For this special, we're also offering free pickup and delivery within 10 miles of the store on all X-Mark mowers.
17: If you're ready to trade in your old XMART for a brand new one, then Hartley Equipment will offer you top dollar on your trade in. Right now, we have financing options with 0% interest and no money down. Get a new XMART Zero Turn for as little as $79 a month. With the purchase of any new XMART Zero Turn, we're going to give you a free first service and a $100 prepaid Visa gift card.
16: Come by Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt and see for yourself why we're the number one XMART dealer in Mississippi. And as always,
18: Shop smartly, shop heartly. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at truck.com.
19: I'm Andy Davis and you're listening to News Mississippi. With CVS and Walgreens handling vaccination efforts in the state's long-term care facilities, Governor Tate Reeves says he's optimistic following conversations with the companies.
3: They continue to tell me that we're on the track for most all of our nursing homes to be served
10: by the end of this month.
19: And Mississippi has the third highest imprisonment rate in the country. Senator Jeremy England says if we want to look at it as a reform system, we must start
14: allowing it to do just that. Certain crimes and certain people that are reformed, uh, they can they we can get out of prison, and then we need to look at how we can help them get back into the workforce, make taxpayers out of them, you know, let them start supporting a family. England says bringing in Burl Kane
19: as the new corrections commissioner was a good move.
14: He's a great hire. I think I think uh, Governor Reeves did a good job there, and I look forward to what he can bring into the system. He, he's, I, I think that he's going to be
15: able to clean up um, a system that needs to be cleaned up.
19: Andy Davis, News Mississippi.
9: Mississippi offers some of the best hunting to be found And it's a huge part of our lives this time of year Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services Urging you to hunt safely this season Many hunters are killed or left with a disability due to the misuse of firearms Don't be one of them Remember to treat all firearms as if they're loaded Be sure of your target, what's in front of it, and what's beyond it And when you're not using your firearms, make sure they're unloaded This hunting season, remember to
0: shoot for safety first
7: Him home after two umbrella drinks. I heard he's got a Prius cause he's into being green. My buddy said he saw Welcome back, everyone, to the
2: JT stuff, Show. Baby, Tuesday, don't
16: sound
2: like you that don't January the 19th here at Super Talk Mississippi. And don't forget, at 1137 on the show today, once again, let your voice be heard. You can call in and speak to Rhino and me. You can reach us at 888-808-8637. That's 888-808-8637. of course, you can always join the conversation via text on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. So, Richard from Wigan says, uh, responding to my question, I think, Richard, correct me if I'm wrong, about... Uh, to dr. Easterling about uh, whether or not folks should have concerns and taking the vaccine he says exactly doesn't know anyone that's turned it down and Richard says I had the virus I did too I I think I've mentioned that before I had it my wife had it my daughter-in-law had it my son who's been all around everybody's tested several times has been negative as has my daughter but uh, we certainly intend to take the vaccine when it's our, our time. I have no concerns about it, but I'm certainly not for forcing anyone to take it whatsoever, but I would encourage them to. It's just my opinion there. Uh, Carolyn Starkville says, some may have symptoms depending on health status. Having had COVID-19 prior to vaccination, etc. I, I think Carol's talking about receiving the vaccine. I have a close friend that's a... Physician I play golf with Sundays in ENT and he got his second dose his first dose No symptoms uh, no reaction Second dose. He said about six hours. He had little little aches and pains and a touch of fever But after that it was done, but you know his position was it's a whole lot better than working around sick patients All day and and the risk of contracting the virus. I mean, I think that's kind of the uh, the decision tree, uh, if you will, most most people apply to the situation.
8: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the sheer number of people that have been vaccinated and the tiny amount of people that have even claimed to have something go wrong, and then when you look into those, it's less than half of those. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty
2: good track record considering how quickly it was developed. Certainly relative to getting the virus itself. And, and the consequences of that. Like a lot of people point to the
8: reports that were coming in the last few weeks out of Norway, where yeah. something like 23, 24 people passed away after receiving the vaccine. And when you just read that headline, it's like, oh my goodness, the, the vaccine, oh, no, out of 25,000 people given the vaccine, 23 people passed away after receiving it, and when they looked into it, it was a handful of people who, their body, they were so frail, they could not handle the the load of creating what the body needed to fight the vaccine. Very old. So those were the kind of people that if they'd gotten COVID, it, it was done for. Yeah. And by getting the vaccine, which they voluntarily did, there it just was too much for their body. But the others they looked into had nothing to do with the vaccine. Right. They were just old and frail and passed away. It just so happened it happened after they'd received the vaccine. They couldn't find any direct connection.
2: And I think the the double standard if I may here Rhino is that how many times have you heard people say that that the statistics that show the number of deaths due to COVID were inflated because many of those people actually died of something other than COVID. But when it comes to the vaccines, it seems like some of those same people say, "Whomever dies after they got the vaccine, always oh, because of the vaccine." I mean, is, will they say that twenty years later? So we got to come to the middle here and and apply some rational thought. I want to say when I read that report, a number of those twenty-five were over ninety right. years old. It means their their bodies were were already frail, as the human body is over ninety. So I don't know that you could infer anything from that with respect to the safety and and efficacy of the vaccine but the debate will continue on that's for sure and and in the meantime joe biden says that he's going to try to get uh he's going to try to persuade americans to wear masks for a hundred days and he's going to require it where he can wearing of a mask Which is federal buildings, federal property, that kind of stuff. And interstate travel. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but that was the terminology used. I don't think he means – I don't know. I don't know that that means – I saw
8: someone trying to spin that in a direction that I I could not get behind, but I'll put it out there so that if if I'm wrong, someone can correct me. (laughs) I don't see this happening. But they were saying that includes – Gas stations, convenience stores, truck stops, places that have set up along the interstate that are in locations that are
2: unincorporated. I got you, and I'm thinking that that's I don't see. that Yeah, that don't make any sense. Uh, So I'm not sure exactly. I've I've tried to figure that out. Maybe somebody in our our listener, listening audience, audience knows. Uh, Richard from Wigan says I turned it down. My wife administers the vaccine. She won't take it either. Not enough science for our taste. I don't know. I hear you, and certainly that's your right. I'm not sure how much science anybody needs. I mean, what about other medical treatments? How much science do you need for those before you take them? Uh, You know, I'm allergic to aspirin, for example. I didn't know that when I took aspirin as a child, but it made me pretty ill, as I recall. And it was subsequently determined I'm allergic to aspirin, so I just don't take aspirin.
8: I mean, when it comes to anything medical, you're going to have a certain level of well, sure. pushback. I mean, look how long we've been having flu shots available. Look how long they've been readily available at pharmacies and, and places across the country where you literally just show up say, hey, I'd like one, wait a couple minutes, and you get one.
2: We've been doing that for years now, and you still have pushback against that. Good point. Uh, absolutely. Uh, And we continuously invent new medicine practice, right? New medical practices, new procedures, new drugs, continuously. And we take them, generally speaking, at the recommendation of a physician. In fact, it's fairly common for a physician to uh, be treating a patient with a drug and say, look, I got a new one to treat, I don't know, hypertension for example, which is a common ailment in our society. Here's a new one that uh, produces fewer side effects because some people react negatively to certain hypertension medicine, high blood pressure medicine, and drug makers are constantly trying to address that and prove it. Well, most people would say, no, I want to keep taking the old one. I don't think they're going to say that that produces these side effects. So I'm not sure I get how this is any different in that respect, because it's something you've never put in your body. I guess you could say there's always a risk. Of Another example of, of
8: the advancement of medical science. Sure. I want to say it was in the late 50s or early 60s that the idea, the, the concept was theorized. They, they first came up with the notion of using the techniques that they're using currently to treat JT. Yeah, But good point. it wasn't until, I believe, 2002 or 2003 that the technology caught up to the idea, and they were first allowed or it was first medically available to try it. Correct. So they just started that in 2002, and now they've got it to the point where you heard JT on this very show talking about how he was in there, they'd... Took what they needed, and by that night, it was all the way across the country, getting worked up into what was necessary for his treatment. Amazing,
2: and that's just the nature of technology. So, medical science, like all aspects of science and innovation, it it doesn't matter whether it's information technology or building, and just name a discipline, the cycle times of creation of of innovation of innovative techniques procedures, processes, tools, etc., it just keeps shrinking. And that's a good thing. And the reason it does is because we keep creating more tools. And it's the tools that enable us to create these, these medical treatments at a much faster clip than ever before. It, uh, not just vaccines for coronavirus. Across the spectrum of medical
8: science. I mean, I remember growing up, there was a show on Discovery Channel called Beyond 2000. That shows how long ago it was. They were looking beyond 2000. But they were talking about how in the future, doctors will be able to be halfway around the world and perform surgery. Like it was something that it would take years to get to. And it did. But now that's relatively commonplace.
2: Doing it now. No question about it. Um, I, I, a little presentation I do For civic groups I've, I've got a piece where I talk about The use of 5G How critical that is With no latency To enable Just what you're talking about Surgeon can be in one country And it happened about a year and a half ago Colon surgeon this Very specialized surgery The surgeon was in Japan And the patient was in the UK And they used an all 5G network to do that Which was critical That's the kind of stuff we're talking about It's, it's fantastic Frankly, we'll take a break. We've got another segment here in the first hour of the JT Show. We hope you'll stay with us. Gerard Gibbard and Rhino in the studio.
7: Fillmore Buick GMC, you drive everything we do. Imagine waking up, finding out you had a stroke while you slept,
13: that's what happened to me. My wife called 911 and helped me get to St. Dominic's for tests, I went straight into surgery and they removed an inch long clot from my brain. That's what saved my life. I could barely speak that day, but I've made a full recovery. Now I just wanna praise the Lord and say thank
3: you St. Dominic's
11: that's
20: 601-345-8090 or online at com. that's baronistreepros.com this is the opening agri-market report at the open of the new york cotton exchange march cotton was up 51 to 81.21 may cotton was up 49 to 82.11 the open of the chicago board of Trade March soybeans were down 26 and three quarters to 13.90 per bushel May soybeans were down 27 cents, 13.87 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down three and a quarter to 5.28 and a quarter per bushel. May corn was down four cents to 5.30 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 117 to 119.37. June live cattle was up a dollar to one hundred seventeen twenty-seven. March feeders up two twenty-five to one thirty-eight oh seven. April feeders up two thirty to one hundred forty sixty. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down one hundred twenty-five points, thirty thousand nine thirty-nine. I'm Dixon Williams and this is the Mississippi Agri News Network.
21: When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bull 3 Extend Flex cotton and Extendamax herbicide with vapor grip technology means I'm getting built in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bollworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullgard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system.
13: Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer Trials. Extendamax max is a restricted-use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
3: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the
13: best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Time to talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead, text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and SuperTalk.
10: Before the Beatles and yesterday, when a man could still work, still would. The
20: best of the free life
10: behind us now and our good. Welcome back to the JT
2: Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Tuesday, January the 19th, the last day of office for President Donald J. Trump. Tomorrow, the United States of America will swear in its 46th president, Joseph R. Biden. What a day that will be. We'll be uh, checking that out and analyzing Joe's speech. What he has to say, if I can stand it. I don't I don't know if I can deal with the whole, whole speech, but going to try to and relate some of that to our listeners and sort of parse through what the underlying message is. So talking about vaccinations, continuing with that thing, Chris from Oxford says, I'm 42, never had the flu shot, never had the flu either. I've been around 30 to 40 people who had the virus in close proximity. My local bar never got it. That's great, Chris. Congratulations. I... You know, I think there's a lot we don't know about the transmissibility, but on the other hand, I'm not around a lot of people. I'm in excellent health uh, for my age, followed all the protocols, and I got it and have no idea how and where. Not around a lot of people. I can't figure it out. But I don't know that I could, honestly, uh, without some really sophisticated and detailed contact tracing, and it's not really worth it at this point. Fortunately, I negotiated it and didn't have that bad a time. Here's what I would say, Rhino, and you and I talked about this. Four or five months ago, late summer, everybody you talked to necessarily didn't know somebody personally that had it. I would argue that now almost everybody knows somebody who has died from it. Hearing Doctor Easterling, so I I know at least at least five people that one my aunt that died for from it. So that's kind of I think just the natural progression uh, of uh, you know just the way this thing is spread ac- across uh, society. How long does the vaccination last? Is a um, a question on the ceasefire text line. That answer gets a little
8: complicated because it gets into percentages and efficacy rates and stuff like that but the simple answer is with the right upkeep two or three years and what i mean by that is if you get the the first dose and the second dose like recommended it takes you a few weeks to get full immunity but then you have as high of an immunity as you can have to it which is something in the neighborhood of 90 something percent for up to 2 to 3 years now that di- that immunity does dip down i want to say it's into the 70% 70-75% range which can be topped off with an annual shot an annual booster dose, a boost and keep you in that upper 90% yeah. range but you still have 70-75% immunity to it yeah up to 3 years is what they're saying
2: so that's the same data i heard yeah yeah
8: So, it can be a little complicated and confusing, but simple answer, a couple years with the right upkeep.
2: Yeah. And so on the, also on the ceasefire text line, uh, there's no guarantee that the vaccine will keep anyone from getting the virus. That's absolutely true. It, it, it's, uh, there's no guarantee because you lock your doors, somebody won't break in and, and steal your stuff or that if you buy insurance, because this is essentially insurance. It's health insurance, uh, uh, not health insurance as in paying for the treatment of your, your uh, health problems, but health insurance as to keep you healthy. I mean, you could argue that your diet is the best health insurance, for example, and I mean, you could go down the list. Your lifestyle, but nonetheless, I agree. There's no guarantee, but it dramatically enhances your your uh, uh, your body's ability to fend off the infection. That's the objective here. I, I don't think that it's never been suggested that it was a hundred percent effective. Ninety-five percent was way better than anybody ever expected. In fact. When Trump talked about this back in the summer when he launched Operation War Speed, he was pretty much dismissed, almost mocked and ridiculed by the left. You'll never get a vaccine, an effective one out, and you certainly won't get it by the end of the year. And he said he would, and he did. So you have to give the guy credit for that. And uh, that
8: is one thing that I, I think it's a wall between the the population and the medical community. And it's one reason it's still called the practice of medicine. That's right. Especially in America, we want certifiability. We want 100%. We want it to be exacting. And in medicine, sometimes that's, in, that's impossible. Sometimes the best you're going to get is 99 Sure, out of 100. And everybody's stoked to get 99. No question. But... That doesn't quite
2: compute with a big chunk of the population. I mean, metrics and measurements and statistical probabilities are fundamental to the practice of medicine. Absolutely fundamental. And this is no exception. Before we go here, we have this mass stuff. This is on the 228 going for 10 months and the count still increases. BS. It has a 99% survival rate. Well, you know, there's lots of discussion back and forth on the effectiveness of masks. I, I don't know. The 99% survival rate is, is uh, understood, but that's never been the objective. It's to keep from overwhelming the health care system with people that are sick. They may live through it, but they still are consuming resources. We'll be back. News coming up.
0: Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345
4: 8090
3: news i'm chris foster president-elect biden's plans include changes to the immigration system including one change he can make right after taking office tomorrow a pathway to citizenship gets shorter if biden gets his way down to eight years from 13 years for 11 million people in this country illegally the big immigration changes are going to be part of a package that needs congressional approval but first something biden can do on his own an executive order to reunite families separated and detained at the border Fox's Peter Doocy, President-elect Biden's Assistant Secretary of State nominee, Dr. Rachel Levine, would be the first openly transgender federal official confirmed by the Senate.
17: Currently, Dr. Levine is serving as Pennsylvania's Secretary of Health, appointed to that post by Governor Tom Wolf and confirmed by a Republican-controlled state Senate. She is also a pediatrician and former Pennsylvania Physician General.
3: Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News.
17: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. The IRS still expects tax returns by April 15th, but they're delaying when they'll begin accepting the returns. Jill Nato with Fox has more.
19: The IRS announced it's going to start accepting and processing 2020 tax returns starting on February 12th. The agency says it needs time to do additional programming and testing of its systems after the Fed started doling out a second round of stimulus checks.
17: A Claiborne County man is in custody after a shooting was broadcast on Facebook Live.
19: Brandon Curtis was arrested and charged with one count of aggravated domestic violence. Curtis allegedly caused bodily injury to the victim and fired several shots into a home. An initial court hearing was held and bond was set at
17: $60,000. For more information, find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: With winter weather just around the corner, contact a qualified service technician to ensure that your propane system is operating safely. Make sure that everyone in your family knows what propane smells like and what to do in the event of a gas leak, including knowing where the gas supply valve is and when and how to safely close it. Call us today to learn more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Propane Gas Association and its members.
17: Propane.
13: Clean American Energy.
17: The resignation of U.S. Attorney for Mississippi Southern District Mike Hurst takes effect today. Hurst recently reflected on his three-plus years in office. We have really placed a priority on combating violent
13: crime over the last three and a half years. We've really placed a priority on fighting human trafficking. We've really placed a priority on enforcement of immigration crimes. And I think you're going to see some different priorities placed by the Biden DOJ.
17: He was personally involved in two impeachment proceedings. I
13: was on the Judiciary Committee in the House during the Nixon proceedings. And I was majority leader when we had the impeachment trial of Clinton. It's not pleasant. It's very difficult. It's bad for the country. You can't do anything else.
17: Former Mississippi Senator Trent Lott thinks we've got to calm the rhetoric down and see if we can find a way to have some respect and try to get things done. I'm Kelly Bennett.
9: It's that time of the year again. Like my son Barrett and I, hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last.
20: As a farmer, I... I grow US farm raised catfish. Doing that I know it's a safe product and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried US farm raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as
6: that. Broadcasting
0: live from the heart of the Deep South. Let's do it. Heck yeah. This is the Magnolia State's Midday Meeting Place. Yes,
7: indeed. It's good. Oh, man, I love it.
0: The spot to discuss whatever's on your mind.
1: Make Mississippi great again.
0: Welcome to the JT Show. Welcome. Here we go. On Super Talk Mississippi. And now, here's your host, JT.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Hour two of the JT show here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in today, along with Rhino. So, Rhino, Richard from Wigan says, Tell him, Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, That's
8: why they call it the practice of medicine. They're still learning things about the human body, they're still perfecting things. Sure. And 100% is really, really difficult to do in the medical profession,
2: yeah it's and physicians obviously in the treatment of patients, I'm not sure I've ever heard them say a hundred percent about anything it is extremely rare
8: it's only in situations where the the disease has been figured out and pretty much licked
2: at yeah. that point yeah and that's understandable but With respect I think you could say it with respect to something that occurred past tense. Correct. But future? We're all gonna die. (laughs) Just part you're gonna get sick and die of something is gonna happen. So on the six oh one C Spire text line, aren't we already in the ninety percent range of not getting the virus without the vaccine up? I don't think it's in that. Is that high yet? Is it? I don't. I mean, so that would be essentially referring to so-called natural herd immunity,
8: or is that talking to just the the sheer number of people we have in the the country or in the state versus the number who've actually
2: gotten it? Oh, I see. I'm not. So I'm not sure. But if if what the uh, implication of this is, uh, or what's being implied, I should say, is that okay? You've got a, a less than 10 percent chance, right, of contracting the virus, uh, just because of the the spread, and and it would have to be attributed to natural herd immunity at this point. The whole the whole idea behind the vaccine is to accelerate herd immunity uh, through the shot itself, through the medicine itself, versus uh, um, achieving herd immunity through contracting the virus and building up natural immunity to it so that's the idea the combination of the two frankly and that's why if you've noticed some of the epidemiologists and and uh, the virologists have have kind of modified their um, their reporting as far as how many need to be vaccinated to achieve herd immunity because it's a function of how many people get naturally sick how many people get vaccinated in the combination of those two over some period of time, because folks that are getting sick have some degree of herd immunity. I think that's still a little undecided. I don't know that there's a consensus exactly.
8: Well, it's more how data that has left. been added into the, the equation. Sure. when When you're looking at early on in the situation, 10 months ago, the the majority of cases we were seeing were the ones that had gotten so severe it involved hospitalization. Now, we're understanding that that is a, a sizable percentage of the people that, that do contract COVID wind up having to seek hospitalization and medical attention. But there is a big chunk of people that will test positive that had mild symptoms yeah. that were asymptomatic, didn't really show many symptoms at all. And when you factor that in, the, the number needed for herd immunity comes down because you have more and more people that had it that are adding to the immunity equation that didn't factor into the crunch on resources.
2: Exactly. And, it's, and, and we've also got to consider the uh, possible large number that have had it. Don't know they've had it, correct, and and are therefore immune, but don't figure into those uh, those measurements. It's it's statistics, it's math at the end of the day, and uh, again I I say that that's uh, inherent to the to the practice of medicine. It's it's doctors and and those that are studying to be doctors have to learn a lot about statistics, statistical sampling, and so forth uh, to practice medicine. And that's what's happening here, really. But as you indicate, that changes, especially when you're talking about something that isn't still novel, new, uh, there's not a lot of history, obviously, and it impacts the entire population. You know, every, everybody reacts one way or another uh, to ex- being exposed to it. So... Uh, Phillip in Brookhaven says, according to the television, and he's talking about the commercials, it's always 9 out of 10 doctors (laughs) recommend. Never 8 out of 10. Well, that's right. It's always 90%. Uh, God help the 10% that are inside that, right? Uh, Sheila from Hattiesburg wants to know, Rhino, are you going to take the shot?
8: whenever it becomes my turn and it's it's available sure i've i have a wonder niece that i have yet to see because of covid restrictions and it's just my travel and her safety haven't lined up to where i can see her but if i get a shot that cuts a lot of that red tape
2: out well there you go I, that makes perfect sense uh, to me and man that's as good a reason as i've heard right there uh no question about it so uh, there's a uh, Rusty in Greenville writes in, says, No guarantee you'll win the lottery. Everybody ever, ever buy a ticket anyway. I'm not sure what he's trying to say that, but right. So, no guarantee, but you know, a dollar for a Powerball or a Mega Millions ticket, uh, along with an additional dollar for the multiplier effect. You can't win unless you got that ticket. Uh, I don't know if you've been tracking that, but. The The prize pool has gotten rather large. $850 million for the Mega Millions, and it will be drawn tonight. And the Powerball is up to $730 million, and its next drawing would be Wednesday. So Powerball is every Saturday and Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday. I say Saturday because that's when we end the week uh, in in the lottery measurement. And then in the Mega Millions, it's every Tuesday and Friday. So... There was not a winner in the last drawing, which was the Powerball drawing, occurred this past Saturday. The well, we 16th. say that there hasn't been a jackpot. A jackpot
8: winner. winner there right. have there... been almost a dozen million dollar winners. I'm I think over the the course of both of them, because if you get all the numbers, but you don't get the Mega Ball or the Powerball, you don't get the jackpot. That's right. But you do get the the million dollar. Well, Big there, prize for getting the five numbers correct.
2: Well, there are nine ways to win, and right. you can win if you just match the Powerball or the or the Mega Ball, whatever the heck they call it. I can't remember, even though I'm supposed to know all that. But the uh, the the colored ball, I think, is what I'm yeah. going to refer to it as, as opposed to the just plain Ultra white ball. ball. Yeah. Okay. So you can match just that and win. I think four dollars, or you can match. One of the numbers, and that, and also win four dollars, and that keeps escalating all the way up to I think a million, and then the jackpot, which is you match all five plus the colored ball. That's how you win the big jackpot prize. It's uh, eight hundred fifty million dollars. I could probably live off that, but I can't play. <laughs> let me be clear: I'm not allowed to play, nor is anyone in my household. Is uh, is what the the lottery law here in Mississippi says. I so, played
8: this past weekend, and I didn't win at all.
2: Yeah. I will uh, share, however, so uh, those of us on the board, we're fortunate to receive a report of sales on a weekly basis from our president. He's good, good about doing that. Tom Shaheen, who's been here on, in the studio and been interviewed before. So this past week, and the week is measured Sunday through Saturday in, in the lottery uh, accounting, it was the biggest week in the history of the Mississippi Lottery Corporation which launched uh in late November 2019 so we're about a year and two months into operations of the MLC last week over 15 million dollars of sales average week is 10 million so and and a, obviously a good bit of that was attributed to the the uh, increase in sales of Powerball Mega Millions with the big jackpots out there. So just wanted to throw that out there, folks. The big drawing tonight uh, for the, the uh, Mega Millions, $850 million. By the way, that's on an annuity basis. If you want it in a lump sum cash value, I'm sorry, it's only $628 million. You'll have to figure out a way to, to make do. Paula Starkle says, I won $8 last week. Congratulations, Paul. That's uh, that's excellent. I hope at least you got your money back and made a little profit. Uh, if you get the shot, do you still need to wear a mask?
8: It is recommended simply because you don't have full immunity until several weeks afterwards.
2: Yeah. And it's also, remember, you're avoiding shedding virus. That's more the purpose of a mask, the stated purpose of a mask, than it is uh prohibiting you, keeping you from, from contracting the virus. It was more, it's more about you shedding it and transmitting it to others, the purpose thereof. Alright, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more talk here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right, own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever, Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Ridgeland.
6: You know, when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots
13: of emotions. their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland and the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com.
11: 601-345-8090 That's 601-345-8090 Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com That's Barone'sTreePros.com
15: Final sale days, final discounts At Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar That's right, own fine jewelry For as little as 17 cents on the dollar Doors close forever Saturday, January 23rd At Soul Burgers
13: Jewelry, Ridgeland to all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. JT. How provocative can he be? The JT Show. PG-13. Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: everyone. The J.T. Show. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in the chair along with Rhino steering you through the middle part of your day. Thanks so much for joining us. Mike and McGee asks talking about the lottery. Why can't I play? I work for a county. Can I play? Uh, First Mike I can't play because I am proud to serve on the board of directors of the Mississippi Lottery Corporation was appointed by Governor Phil Bryant shortly after the legislature passed the bill that established the Mississippi Lottery Corporation, signed by the governor. That was August 2018. And so the the law states that uh, anyone who either works for the lottery, a vendor, a retailer, or is on the board, and anyone that – there's a list of certain relationships – a child, a mother, father, spouse, et cetera – that live in the household. They, too, are prohibited from playing. Um, As far as government workers or folks that work for counties, state governments, cities, et cetera, they're free to play. Uh, Help yourself. Knock yourself out, man. And, you know, it'd be great, would it not, folks, for the jackpot to be won in the state of Mississippi? Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. And I would make a prediction. People would buy tic- more tickets in Mississippi thinking there's something going on there in Mississippi, which is completely random, of course. Uh, and it it is uh, an incredibly sophisticated uh, system that does that. It's completely random.
8: But- and the reason you and your family aren't allowed to play is to remove any and all appearances of impropriety. Absolutely. If If you're on the board of directors
2: and you hit it big – doesn't really look good. No, exactly, uh, precisely, right. And the same would apply to employees or our our vendors, for example. Uh, it's the same sort of same sort of deal. So, uh, man, it would be great for someone here in the state of Mississippi to claim that jackpot. I'd love to see somebody win seven hundred fifty million dollars. That'd be great. Now, uh, and I know we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. In accordance with state law, you do not have to reveal your identity. That is, uh, I think, a an an attractive and a positive feature of our law. The Mississippi Lottery Corporation, the legislature had the had the, I think, a good sense in, in in including that feature. So you do not have to reveal who you are. To- totally, uh, totally concealed. You just claim your prize. The Mississippi Lottery Corporation office, and uh, they will not reveal it. You don't even have to be the one to claim it, by the way. It's like a bear bond. Somebody brings that ticket in, it's like currency. Who's ever got it in their hand and presents it, that's who's gonna get the money. Uh, however, you would have to supply a social security number because they're gonna withhold some taxes and and generate a ten ninety nine for the winning, all that in, in accordance with state and federal law. So a little, little bit more maybe than you wanted to know, but with the the jackpots being as elevated as they are. I think I've had people actually call me, how do you play that mega millions of powerball? And and that's look, if you've never done it, I, I understand it can be a little intimidating. But there's a couple of approaches. Oh yeah. You can either fill out the little card. It's
8: Like a little scantron
2: for yeah, school. Yeah. It's it is. It's a Mark Sense uh, circular Mark Sense card. You just pick the numbers you want. Five numbers plus the the Powerball or or Megaplier, and then you you can select to add a dollar. Um, it's a dollar to play. Is it two dollars or I can't it's remember. It's two
8: dollars to play, an extra dollar for the Megaplier pl- or multiplier. multiplier yeah and you can play it i want to say up to 4 times so you can use the same number Tw- 26 numbers. 26 times that was it i yeah. know it was multiple yeah. or something like that
2: 26 and you can select that or you can just approach the counter and say i want to do a quick pick oh yeah and the system will it'll do just it it's a spit it it out. random number generator it'll do it for you and boom there's your ticket and you're good to go yeah and then the drawing for the mega millions and powerball uh, as we said earlier, Mega Millions every Friday and Tuesday and every Saturday and Wednesday for the Powerball. I, I think it's 9, is it 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock? I don't know. Our 10 time. o'clock at night. 10 o'clock our time, right? right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually, the drawing occurs, in I think, in the Eastern time zone, so yes. we're an hour behind. And I, I would also say, folks, you can check it out, the Mississippi Lottery Corporation website, which, by the way, is fantastic. If you haven't been on, it's really well done. Uh, fortunate had great folks involved in that at the Lottery Corp and our third party vendor but there's an app that's really cool called Lotto that's the name of the app and it's just one screen in the app and it shows you the Mega Millions of the Powerball I'm holding my hand right now uh, and what the status is the last jackpot or I should say the last drawing whether or not there was a jackpot winner and when the next drawing is and what the amount of that is so have fun play responsibly good luck man I hope you win Uh, Let's see. Carolyn Starkwell writes in, Rhino, about the uh, vaccine, says her 99-year-old mother had her first vaccination this past Wednesday, had no symptoms till Saturday, wondering if elderly can have delayed immune response to vaccination. I I haven't heard that, um, and that's frankly above my medical pay grade, which is pretty low. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I
8: would think a delay that long would raise suspicion as to the connection yeah because even i mean if you're looking at one of the last ones to get it on a wednesday you're still looking at late afternoon and if symptoms didn't show up until saturday that's 48 72 hours later usually with symptoms you're going to have them in the immediate aftermath or in the long long term it's very rare to have it delay and then hit you like that
2: well uh, the guidance certainly has been that any any follow-on symptoms would occur within 24 hours right is what i've heard and and anecdotally just in speaking to friends who have been vaccinated those that did have some sort of reaction it did all occur most said six to eight hours they had something going on but after that it was nothing um and all said that was a small price to pay, uh, given the uh, the benefit of having the vaccine and protecting against getting sick. A Horn Lake Lions Club writes in: "Do you know what all lottery ticket winners did? They bought a ticket. If there is a drawing, I have a ticket. There you go. Appreciate that, Horn Horn Lake Lions Club. You gotta you gotta pay to play, as they say. What? Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what Jeff's saying is. Oh yeah." Get yourself a couple of really good attorneys before you claim the money. Certainly, if you've uh, won the big prize and a bunch of money, yeah, it's a pretty good idea because folks will – I hear folks come out of the woodwork. There's some couple of shows about that, right? I won the lottery, and they track them, follow their stories. My wife likes to watch HGTV, and her favorite is the one where this guy helps people who have won the lottery buy a house or build a house. My dream lottery home or something like that and sometimes it's not because they've won the big jackpot it could have been they won a part of it four or five hundred thousand dollars you know something like that but it's amazing how they could come up with program content from the lottery oh yeah that. that was
8: part of the joke that i was playing on friday when i bought the tickets to play both of them i i played the numbers from the tv show lost okay because there's a character he's a big guy named hurley who played 4, 8, 15, 23, and 42 as the numbers, which those are the mystical numbers from the island on Lost. And he played those numbers because he heard them from a crazy guy in the psych ward <laughs> and won, but it was cursed. Everything that he tried to do just went up in flames. Like I think he bought his mom this nice mansion, drives her up in his new Hummer, and when they get there, and he's got her blindfolded, the house is on fire. Oh my gosh. So it, I jokingly played the Lost numbers As a connection to pop culture and the lottery.
2: (laughs) And, you know, it's amazing when you talk to people about how they come up with the numbers, which is kind of cool. A lot of people have different methodologies, and sometimes it's like the ages of their kids or their birthdays or something related to them as a person, which is kind of neat. But that's part of the fun, frankly, so please play responsibly. Uh, David wants to know on the ceasefire text line, where would you put $650 million in the ground? <laughs> well, at the rate we're going with Biden's policies, $650 million in a couple of years might be with worth $650 with the, uh, impending inflation that, uh, might, might get us all with the, reckless spending Thomas and Greenwood says so there's a vaccine shortage or is the shortage the secret microchips (laughs) Lord knows we don't need any more conspiracy theories there are plenty to go around but uh, I don't think uh, that's a risk if I want also Tom says if I won two dollars on a scratch-off ticket I want it paid with one of those big ceremonial checks Well, you'd have to persuade the retailer into doing that, because I think all the prizes at uh, $600 and less are claimed at the retailer, but if you can do that, uh, send it to me, and we'll tweet it out here, Thomas. If you win $2, we'd be happy to do that. A little free business advice. If you are a
8: retailer, invest in one of those uh, that's dry erase material, and anytime somebody wins, take a
2: picture with them. You'll get more people to buy tickets. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Exactly right. Wow. We have reached the halfway point in the show today. We'll come back with more talk on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
1: 144 Tactical, Highway 49 South in Florence. Come check out our selection of custom AR-15s as well as parts and accessories. When it comes to your firearm needs, we've got you covered with customizing, laser engraving, or modifications. 144 is a certified Cerakote facility offering a lifetime warranty on all coatings and 144 rifles. Let our professionals help you turn your custom needs into reality. 12 months, same as cash financing on everything in the store.
4: 144Tactical.com
14: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
17: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. The IRS still expects tax returns by April 15th, but they're delaying when they'll begin accepting the returns. Jill Nadeau with Fox has more.
19: The IRS announced it's going to start accepting and processing 2020 tax returns starting on February 12th. The agency says it needs time to do additional programming and testing of its systems after the Fed started doling out a second round of stimulus checks.
17: A Claiborne County man is in custody after a shooting was broadcast on Facebook Live.
19: Brandon Curtis was arrested and charged with one count of aggravated domestic violence. Curtis allegedly caused bodily injury to the victim and fired several shots into a home. An initial court hearing was held and bond was set at
17: $60,000. For more information, find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
21: Confidence. Peace of mind. A
8: way forward.
3: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi reminding you to check out the College Football Fix every weekday at 5, driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford,
13: get tough trucks and great deals at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Starting with Ford F-150, built with outstanding power and smart features, and the impressively capable 2021 Super Duty. No wonder F-Series is America's best-selling truck for 44 straight years. Test drive one today, and don't miss the College Football Fix,
0: driven by Ford. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and Supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi. You're listening to the JT Show. You should feel a sense of shame. That's how you know you're doing right? The JT Show with JT and Rhino on Supertalk Mississippi. Woo!
2: Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi, on Tuesday, January the 19th. Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino... So don't forget, let your voice be heard. Give us a call, 888-808-8637 in this segment. So a question, Rhino, on the C-SPIRE text line, what would be the tax rate on that kind of money? So just wanted uh, to let you guys know that the taxes on gaming winnings, be they lottery or casino gaming or otherwise, are 24% federal rate. It is uh, filed on your tax return. Please, I I don't practice... uh, Uh, income tax preparation, have an accounting degree and implemented tax software, uh, study taxes quite a bit. But I do not provide uh, tax advice professionally. But the tax rate's 24%. You file that on your tax return. You're going to get a 1099G if you win more than $5,000. And you fill that in. I think it's other income. Flat 24%, 3% for state of Mississippi. So that's the tax rate in the state of Mississippi for gaming uh, winnings. Speaking of the lottery, what's in it for the retailers? Yes, they get uh, 6% of sales are paid to the retailers. That's fairly standard in the lottery industry. 6% of their sales are paid by the Mississippi Lottery Corporation. And for many of them, it's a pretty good deal. So we have Bob in Ridgeland on the line, wants to talk about medical marijuana. Boy, that's a shift away
21: from talking about the lottery, but go ahead, Bob. Uh, Yeah, I was just wondering about Randy Easterling. You had him on, and I was wondering if you talked about it, but he was appointed by the AMA to research it.
2: Huh. I didn't know that. No, we didn't ask him about that, and I was not aware of that. I certainly uh, would have, but uh, what else is on your mind with respect to medical marijuana?
21: Uh, Well, it's kind of a constitutional um, amendment now, so there's not much I can do about it.
2: Yeah. Did, so did you support or oppose it?
21: Uh, I was a yay and nay.
2: Okay. So you yay su- and it. Yeah. So you supported I, I, medical marijuana uh, it conceptually, but you opposed uh the measure. Is that right?
21: Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh legislature should have handled it.
2: Okay. Got you. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. So uh Bill and Brandon says, be sure to claim your lottery winnings in a trust. Well, yeah, that's there are all kinds of different ways of handling a big sum of money, a big lump sum of money like that. And my advice to anybody that should be so fortunate is you won't have a problem finding willing and able uh attorneys and, and tax consultants and so forth, wealth managers to help you with all that. But uh, my advice, personally, would be don't try to handle that on your own. It's complicated. It's hard. There's a lot of nuances and a lot of uh, a lot of dynamics involved in that to, to make sure that you maximize your winnings and and uh, and and take care of that for the long term if you got enough there. So uh, Richard from Wigan says he's about to call us. Well, come on, Richard. Love to hear from you. David and Indio Indianola. Are the odds better when you pick the numbers or just the random numbers they give you? I don't know that that's even possible to track or that anybody has. You know, was this one based on a quick pick? Probably. The Multi-State Lottery Association, by the way, it's called MUSL, M-U-S-L. Uh, we are a member of that, we being the state of Mississippi, Mississippi Lottery Corporation. And, and so the Powerball Mega Millions are, are kind of operated by the Multi-State Lottery Group. And the quick pick is is based on a random, a very sophisticated, very complex software that that uh, produces a, a random numbers, and it's just it's random. So I don't know that it's possible to answer that question. There might be some data somewhere that says, well, more of one off quick picks than picking their own numbers. But let's face it, people that pick their own numbers, that's about as random as it can get. Yeah, generally. it could
8: be argued that you are marginally more likely to win if you pick a set of numbers and only ever play that set of numbers but yeah. you have to play religiously for that to even matter statistically.
2: Yeah. And you you made a good point that our our listeners should know is that you can fill out one ticket and you can you can pay for that ticket to be entered into the next 26 draw up to the next 26 drawings. I want to say and I and I don't have this memorized. I apologize for apologize for that, but I want to say you can pick like a number up to 26, but it's it's uh, specific uh, ranges of numbers. It's not like 13. I could be wrong. I may have to che- go check the ticket out to make sure our listeners know that. But you up to 26, I know, is absolutely possible. And certainly people that traveled used to have to go out of state to play. That was pretty common. While I'm here, I'm just going to go ahead and buy a ticket to enter in the next 26. And you pay for that, and you keep that ticket. They generate that, and it would show all the drawings that uh, that was good for, and you're good to go. So the systems do know where the winning ticket was sold, uh, That's w- or if there is a winning ticket whatsoever, and where it was sold. They don't know who it was sold to. That's why you'll often hear whenever it's determined that a winning combination has been hit uh, to win the jackpot, you'll often hear, Uh, it announced that we know the winning ticket was sold by such-and-such a retailer in such-and-such a location, a specific location. We just need to find the person who's got that ticket. Come forward and tell us who you are, because you don't identify yourself when you buy a ticket. Jerry on the road is calling in wants to talk about lottery and math with the variables. We'll do our best on that. Jerry, go ahead. All right, Jerry, now you're on there with us.
10: Hey, uh, I was just adding, uh, something to what he was saying. Just me personally, if you constantly play the same numbers, it's a, it's a mathematical equation. If you remember in algebra, when you're solving, you solve the constants. Well, the drawing is a variable. If you, if you just randomly pick numbers for your, what you want, that's a variable. Then you get two variables. But if you always play the same numbers, you get a variable and a constant. So that, Betters
2: uh your eyes at uh, solving the equation that's just my take on it, yeah, I hear you uh i would have to think about that. I think that may be correct uh but I'm taking your word for it at this point uh but <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds sounds like a plausible theory based on the way you're describing that you're comparing yeah one fixed constant set of numbers to a variable set of numbers. But then I got to think about well how does that how does that kind of figure into the fact that the numbers drawn are so random it's not like there's a, a probability or a possibility or certainly not a guarantee that the numbers you pick eventually are going to be picked so that, that that may figure into that algebra but uh, we'll see so um, we- uh, we, uh, before we have another caller, so I, I sent a clip, uh, a little sound bite here we have. This is Representative Stephen Cohen, if you have that one, uh, Rhino. He is a U.S. Uh, rep from the great state of Tennessee. This is him yesterday on CNN. This
11: morning I was reading about this on the um, on my t- Twitter account, I guess, and people were reminding the people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi who were killed by her own their own people. Um, You know, I was thinking the Guard is 90 some odd percent, I believe, male. Uh, Only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. You got to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, and I see that on my social media and we know it, they're probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75 percent are in the class that would be uh, the, the large class of folks who might want to uh, uh, do something, and there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and to protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the the
1: insurrection. So
2: So this representative, Stephen Cohen, a Democrat, is suggesting that the National Guard being comprised of primarily males, 90 percent some odd male, as he said, and only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. You got to figure that in the Guard, says Representative Cohen, which is predominantly more conservative, there are probably not more than 25% of the people they're protecting us that voted for Biden. The other 75% are in the large class of folks that might want to do something. So I interpret that as this guy suggesting that because these white males are in the Guard, and they have been assigned to this detail – it's two divisions, it's 30,000 of them protecting the capital, securing the capital. that they may be inclined to do something. And I think he's insinuating uh, that they might, in fact, engage in insurrection, even suggesting they might commit acts of violence and abandon and defy their oath, and instead of protecting the Capitol and defending the institutions of this country and the president, that they might, in fact, rise up and attack? That's what I interpret out of this. That's insane. So he also said later on, he thinks we ought to do some background checks of these 30,000 people. In the National Guard. That's how upside down it's gotten. We'll take a break. Final segment, second hour, coming up after this.
8: Dave Logan, General Manager, Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2021 is here. The time has never been better for a new Nissan. The remaining 2020 models have large rebates, great opportunity to save money. Here are a few great specials at Canon
13: Nissan of Jackson. 2020 Nissan Altima SR, 3200 off MSRP plus 0.9% APR for 72 months. LC
16: 230459.
13: 2020 Nissan Sentra SV, 2700 off MSRP. Ly 30, and the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue, up to $2,000 off MSRP with 2.9% APR for 72
8: months. MW 101377. Cannon Nissan of Jackson. Our service department and parts department is open six days a week. All safety protocols are in place for your safety.
0: No appointment needed. We have over 700 pre-owned vehicles available. Remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody.
13: If you need a cash infusion after all your Christmas expenses, perhaps we can help at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowood. At DNS Diamonds, we are always purchasing diamonds, precious stones, gold, silver, and platinum in the form of jewelry or a scrap. We truly believe we pay more than anyone else for your pre owned, broken, or unwanted jewelry. With gold prices hovering at near record levels, now is a great time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Amerigo in Flowood.
20: this is the midday agri-market report the outgoing trump administration is upset over mexico's preferential treatment of its state-owned energy companies triggering concerns that could threaten u.s ag exports in the letter secretary of state mike Pompeo, Energy Secretary Don Bruett, and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross wrote to their counterparts in Mexico, and the U.S. officials said that recent regulatory actions by the Mexican government have created significant uncertainty about Mexico's regulatory processes, especially regarding the energy sector and have damaged Mexico's overall investment climate, pointing to reports of a memo and meeting last year where regulators were allegedly instructed to block permits for private sector energy projects and to exercise their regulatory authority to favor state-owned energy companies. If this is true, the Secretary warned it would deeply trouble and raise concerns regarding Mexico's commitments under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. I'm Nixon Williams and this is the Mississippi Agri-News Network.
21: When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bull Guard 3 Extend Flex cotton and Extendamax herbicide with vapor grip technology means I'm getting built in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bollworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullgard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Yield claims are based on
13: 2017 to 2019 Bayer Trials. extend to max is a restricted-use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. we here, back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: You are listening to the JT Show. Wow. I know, I'm
5: so pumped. It's such a great program. Great
0: the program. JT Show <laughs> with JT and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: You shake my nerves
20: and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You, you broke my will, but what a thrill. Couldn't this get rickish? Just balls of
10: fire.
18: I let the love apart.
0: Balls
2: of fire. Me, baby. Ooh. Feel oh, baby. Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Baby show, baby, baby. Super Talk Mississippi. You're fine. You're fine. One more question I wanted to get to about the lottery it's from David in Indianola on the C Spire text line. And it's what when is Mississippi going to get a uh, an app? A Mississippi lottery app and so the issue there is that the state law does not allow playing the lottery uh, via online means <laughs> you must go to a retailer to buy a ticket but if you download that lotto app that I that I talked about mentioned earlier you can see not only the Mega Millions and Powerball drawing information, size of the jackpots, next drawing, last drawing, but also there's a daily Cash 3 game of Mississippi Lottery Corporation conducts and that uh, the winner there gets $500 winners by the way. The next drawing would be tonight and it shows the last night's drawing on that same app. You just have to select Mississippi as your state when you download that app. Just wanted to get that out there. So uh, Johnny in West Point talking about the uh, Representative Cohen, Congressman Cohen, the sound clip we just, just played where he's suggesting that National Guardsmen may be inclined to do something. And so I think the difference here is that he's now, he's now implying that anyone that supported Trump might be inclined to commit violence. That's the issue I have with that, is that he's he's doing exactly what the left has absolutely excoriated folks on the right about for years, which is racial profiling and generalizing and grouping and lumping just based on physical attributes That's exactly what this is. So we're either going to do it or we're not. I'm reminded of, I think it was 2009, Major Nadal Hassan, Fort Hood. He shot 45 people. He was a major in the United States Army. He shot 45 people, 13 died. And we were lectured for months not to jump to any conclusion that this guy might have been... uh, an extremist, a Muslim extremist, that frankly sought to undermine and take down the United States of America. And he did it on a U.S. Army base. But oh my gosh, let's do not come to any conclusion that maybe based on this guy's background and all sorts of, of uh, things they found out, in his past, that he'd written and said. Imagine today how easy that would be with the proliferation and the pervasive nature of social media, which is where all this stuff comes from. We all have a digital footprint, but you couldn't do that. But here, here a few short days after, uh, some wackos went to the Capitol and broke in and, and committed insurrection. Now, the entire population of anybody that looks like them, might have the same political, or support the same political candidate as them, by default, you might want to commit treason and murder and insurrection. That's what this guy's saying. It's the guilt by association game. It's the guilt by virtue of the group that you're a member of, physically. That's where I have a problem. So Johnny in West Point says, sounds like, to me, he has a guilty conscience, and he's scared he's going to get his rear-handed to him. You know, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I really can't – it's a plausible theory, Johnny, but I, I, know, I don't know what the reason, reasons are. I just thought that that was excessive, and, and you see it across our society now. Where we're all being grouped. Let's hear from Katie Couric.
19: It is so shocking. Not only do are they not conceding, Bill, but there's thoughts that there might have been some collusion among members of Congress. Some are refusing yeah. to go through magno, not magnometers or whatever you call yeah. them to, to check for weapons. They're not wearing masks during the siege. I mean, it's really bizarre, isn't it, when you think about how AWOL so many of these members of Congress have gotten. But I also think some of them are believing the garbage that they are being fed 24-7, on the Internet, by their constituents, and yeah. they bought into this big lie. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump?
2: Yeah, so that's just more stereotyping. The cult of Trump. Hey, it's its disturbing. When we come back, there's a story about... Uh, Oh, what's his name? My pillar guy, Mike. Uh, his name, his last name escapes me. Uh, Lindell, I think it's Mike Lindell. So he's now being canceled by Bed Bath and Beyond and a number of other retailers, you know, because of his support and affiliation with Trump. Won't sell his products anymore. Private business—they can do whatever they want. Look, the objective is to stamp out conservatives. That's just period. Make no mistake about it. We got news coming up for you. Local news, News, Mississippi, Super Talk news. And we also got national news. And then we'll come back with more
0: talk, final hour. (laughs) You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
3: News. I'm Chris Foster. Joe Biden will be president in less than 24 hours. Some of his cabinet picks are taking questions from senators today. Treasury Secretary nominee Janet Yellen says about coronavirus financial relief.
12: Over the next few months, we're going to need more aid to distribute the vaccine, to reopen schools, to help states keep firefighters and teachers on the
19: job.
3: No plot against the president-elect is reported, but the Associated Press is told two National Guard troops with ties to fringe right-wing militias have been removed from inauguration security duties. And Fox's Rich Edson reports. An FBI intelligence briefing shows that QAnon adherents have discussed posing as National Guard to infiltrate the inauguration. That's according to The Washington Post. The report also says the FBI has observed people downloading and sharing maps of sensitive locations in Washington, D.C., and discussing how to interfere with
7: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web at MajesticMetalsInc.com.
17: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to News Mississippi. The Department of Health is reporting 1,193 new cases of
5: COVID. The latest report brings the state's total to over 255,100. With the confirmation of 51 additional deaths, 5,574 Mississippians have now passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations have declined below 1,200 for the first time since mid-December.
17: While Mississippi has seen a decline in new cases over the past week, it follows a surge, which state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says could lead to high death numbers. In the coming days. Remember, when we have a big surge in the number
13: of cases, typically we will see those deaths that occur anywhere from 7 to 14 days after those increases in cases.
17: To date, over 5,500 Mississippians have passed away from COVID. I'm Kelly Bennett. If you still need help applying for federal individual assistance due to Hurricane Zeta, MEMA has opened up a site in Jackson County. The County Services Complex building in Pascagoula went online this morning. They'll operate weekdays between 8 and 6, and Saturdays from 8 to noon through January 30th. Registration centers in George, Green, Hancock, Harrison, and Stone Counties will close this Saturday at noon, but you'll still be able to take care of things online through March
5: 1st. Tonight, the rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State moves to the hardwood. The in-state rivals will meet in Starkville with tip off set for eight. Despite taking ten of the last fourteen in the series, the Rebels come into tonight's matchup in the midst of a three-game losing streak, while the Bulldogs have won three of their last four. This will be the 263rd matchup between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the most played rivalry in the history of the SEC. I'm Kelly Bennett.
15: Practitioners. Yo.
13: Special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
3: All right, flight directors, I want the go-no-go no, go for launch. Retro. Go flight.
4: Booster. Go flight. Eco. Go flight. Trajectory. Go flight. Capcom freedom. Go flight. Capcom independence. Go flight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's pucker time. You're awake, by the way.
5: Independence and freedom, this is Kennedy firing room. We're T minus one
6: minute. All crew members, close and lock your visors. The state of Mississippi. Thank you. It's real. Let's rock this joint. Mississippi. We love
0: Mississippi. This is the JT Show with JT and producer Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Make Mississippi great again. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everyone, to J.T. Show. If you're just joining us, thanks so much for tuning in. Hour three of the show today. Gerard Gibbard in the chair, along with Rhino. Thanks so much for sharing uh, the middle of your day with us. So, Rhino, we were talking earlier about this this whole move, I think, from the left to cancel the entire Right. (laughs) What it seems like it's it, we're not talking about just the fringe elements, r- radical people that exist on both sides, clearly, that cross the line, invade the capital, try to disrupt a constitutional proceeding. I, I certainly think that that was inappropriate and I, and I by the way don't think ever that destruction or violence is ever a way to respond to injustice. N- nor did I think that during the summer, when you and I – it seems like every day it was a new set of riots when we were in the studio – and, and uh, unrest and upheaval across the country in America's cities, sometimes in, on federal property.
8: Yet it was a campaigning point of order for the left to raise money for bail for yeah. anyone arrested during any of the violence
2: the Minnesota freedom fund our own vice president to be kamala harris instrumental in establishing that provided bail for those that would commit such violence and vandalism which is crazy because the cause was different violence vandalism looting what pillaging plundering hurting people taking their stuff never right doesn't matter what. There's no cause for that. I don't. It, that doesn't solve a problem. That doesn't cure injustices. It creates more. Incites more. And we've gotten to a point where we're we're parsing language in words as either incitive or not. And that's dangerous because you could. It's especially
8: dangerous when the people in charge of choosing what words are good and what words are bad have a tar- hard time differentiating between guy and
2: gal. Yeah, I mean, let, exactly. So if it's thought that we can have consensus on what language is would incite people – How are we going to agree to that? We can't even agree on how many human genders there are. How in the world are we going to agree on what constitutes insightful language? Impossible. You could connect those dots just in an extreme way. You could, right? I mean, you could, well, he said this 16 years ago, and that sounded like it was inciting. That's why he did that. And so now you're trying to hold people responsible for the actions of others based on words they say. Now, that's not a statement about whether or not it's appropriate or or it's, it's um, practical or makes good sense or logical to say certain things, but... Is that going to become a defense for committing crime? Well, you know, so-and-so said that. I saw it on TV the other day, and I just i went out and, I don't know, did something crazy. How, how long has the left been trying to tell us that violence in cartoons and video games causes people to act irrationally from a violence perspective?
8: I mean, if we're holding elected officials... Accountable for violence committed in their name, pretty sure Representative Steve Scalise got shot by a burn bro. Exactly but right. Bernie Sanders is still in the Senate.
2: Yeah, and about to take over the Budget Committee. Maybe it's something he said. You could could you not connect those dots? If Steve, you really want to,
8: if you want to spin it that far, you can connect it. Which okay. is what the left is doing. That's what. We're, that's where we're headed. And that's the, that's my, it's all being laid at the feet of. Fixing to be former President Trump when the barricades came down 15 minutes before
2: he even finished his speech. And so, and so now, the, Mitch McConnell, by the way, in the last couple of hours, he's absolutely decrying Trump. He's denouncing his, uh, his behavior between the election and the 6th, not just that day. But making all these promises that the election was rigged and stolen and that sort of stuff, which I would submit probably was not the appropriate way to respond to that, but I can't – not where I can connect those dots to people taking over the Capitol. I can't quite make that work. At some point, do people not have to be responsible for their own actions regardless of what somebody else says? That kind of flies in the face of everything that the Democrats preach. Well, in the eyes of God, if you believe in God, in the eyes of God, and it's your time, you're either going to heaven or hell, are you going to be able to talk your way out of it if you did something that normally would get you, based on what we believe, if, we're, if we, you're a, a, a subscribed to Judeo-Christian principles, are you going to be doomed and condemned to hell? Because you you did something, or you get a pass and an excuse. Well, so and so said it. That's why I did it. Shouldn't that maybe that same standard be applied here?
8: I I don't. I thought society pretty much got over the devil made me do it in the (laughs) seventies.
2: Good point. So we got a couple other sound bites um, with some of these folks on the left on these big time. Left leaning television networks telling us we got to deprogram people.
10: We have, um, there are millions of Americans, uh, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed there it, it, it's as if they, build, they 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 are members of a cult the trumpist cult uh and and we have to be deprogrammed do you have any idea how we <laughs> go, how we start that process even much less complete it
18: yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm a journalist. I certainly um, don't know how we can stop people. I know we can look to history, though. Uh, what ultimately uh, breaks that power structure in the South is enforcement, right? There has to be consequences. Uh, and then once you get those consequences, I think then people have to take a second look at their actions and they have to be much more uh, afraid uh, to do the types of kind of violence that we saw this week, uh, last week, the violence that we've seen building, you know, with what happened in Michigan, the violence that's being threatening now. Um, what has long been the case in this country is that we have wanted to quickly move on to reconciliation when it comes to this sort of divide. Uh, we've always been afraid that if you actually punish um, those kind of white nationalist element in our society it will only make things worse. But in fact, what history shows is is not reacting, not uh, forcing accountability, only emboldens Uh, those people in those movements. So I think there has to be some real accountability. Um, There has to be some enforcement of the laws. And then, after that, I think, is when you can start trying to build reconciliation.
2: Wrap your head around that. So, these people in these positions do not possess the acumen to discern. You were – it's just so maddening because it is so hypocritical, once again, to collect and group and lump everybody into some bucket that they deem as as, uh, undesirable that need to be deprogrammed. Just even saying that word is disturbing, frankly, when you talk about human-to-human interaction. We've got to go deprogram these people. You know, first, you're not going to succeed if you, even if you could at the long end of a gun with force. That just doesn't work. And second, that's not reconciliation. And you don't even have any desire. What you want to do is remove You want to remove these. These people want to remove those who disagree with their worldview from society. But they're assuming everybody is a white supremacist and violent simply on the basis of their race. That's racism. I don't see how you could call it anything else. Uh, (laughs) You could call it terminal ignorance. (laughs) And that does not mean that there are not people who are racist that exist in our society on the left and the right and across the racial spectrum that doesn't that doesn't uh, dismiss that but we don't we can't get to the middle here
8: it's not the foundation that society
2: is built on it's the grievance industry the victim industry we'll take a break we'll come back stay with us on the JT show
10: in richland
16: i wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we
6: buy
17: there is colony bistro and wine bar just open right next door to colony wine market in madison they have 32 wines by the glass wine flights, and the food is terrific
0: yes get your purse sweetie have smith marine winterize your boat so it's done right see the 2021 crest pontoons with great suzuki outboard warranties Come see the pros at Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive on the Res by Main Harbor Marina in Ridge
13: All the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601 879 4395. 601 879 4395. The JT Show on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, body everyone, to JT, J.T. Show, JT Super JT Talk Mississippi. JT JT! Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in, along with Rhino. Work sonora, work your body liner. Work, work. So, Jeff and Grenada says, why can't we understand, we Republicans in parentheses, understand the power we have? Imagine if 25% of us did not shop anymore at Bed Bath Beyond, or 25% of us cancel Amazon Prime. I did. We can impact the financials of these companies if we join together, uh, and... That also kind of connects to another text we got, Rhino, on the 662. You know, Lindell may be crazy when the Trump legal team sends him a packing. And Jeff, uh, by the way, um, on the C-SPIRE text line says, I have several of Mike's pillows. Um and there was another one I'm looking for it, uh, related to, oh yeah, here we go, 662. I wouldn't be defending Mike Lindell. He was at the White House trying to get martial law invoked. Businesses have every right to stop doing business with this man. So let me be clear here. I'm not defending Mike Lindell. In fact, I'm defending the right of those companies who canceled their relationship and their contract with him. I fully support that right as a as a CEO of a, a sizable business for 33 years, I, I certainly hope uh, and would not want any of our customers or vendors to do business with us based on my political views or my world views. And frankly, never discussed it in a business setting. So I, I support their right. I'm calling it out because I just think it's dumb business, if you want to know the truth. If, if the product is a success... If the product is providing value to customers, if it's making money for these stores, they're only hurting themselves. They're hurting the economy. They're hurting their customers. They're hurting, potentially, their employees, because they've just taken a revenue stream out. So I support that right. But I'll also tell you this, Well, then why does the government come down and say, you cake maker"? Have to bake this cake for this gay couple, even though you object to it because it it uh, conflicts with your religious beliefs. Are we going to have to have some sort of law eventually that forces businesses to do business with Trump supporters? Now, I'm not defending Mike. I think what he did was kind of crazy, frankly. I think he went over the top. But that's fine. I'm just strictly talking about his product, which obviously provides a lot of value. And the way you get wealthy in society is, you please a lot of people. Fact is, people buy his products because they like them. It pleases them. They exchange their money, their assets for what he builds. That's the way it's supposed to work. So that's kind of the way I, I connect all of those. And, and while it's certainly true, you could cancel your Amazon Prime. That is your right. Uh, you should know that if you've got a smartphone, if you're on the internet you're putting money in their pocket because the vast majority of their profit is made through amazon web services about sixty five percent of their profit all that stuff you buy online it don't amount to anything relatively speaking it's about ten percent of their revenue and sixty percent of their profit so if you disconnect from the internet completely and throw away your smartphone and get rid of your computer or don't go onto the internet you then would be, to some degree, impacting Amazon's bottom line. The fact is, they've gotten so big in that arena, we all consume it, most of the time, unknowingly. All you got to do is look at what happened with Parler. It was Amazon pulling the plug on them and saying, we're not going to host your, your site anymore. That essentially put them out of business, took them off of line. Now they're back up, but they only have their splash page. And the Parler CEO, May, said... We can't find another hosting provider that's willing to take us in. And Not one that can handle the load that they would Yeah, require. their volume. That's right. Exactly. Their scale. but And, he, and it took a, over a week. He finally secured one. He won't disclose who it is. And, you know, I kind of put myself in, my, in those shoes, having been a cloud hosting provider. Would I take on a parlor, which would be a big chunk of revenue because of the capacity that they would need? It would be good for the bottom line of a cloud provider like the company that they operated. But then I wonder, am I going to get death threats? That's crazy that you now have to make business decisions on the basis of your safety. Which, by the way, he informed he had to go underground. He and his family were receiving constant death threats. And the guy had to take himself, he had to isolate him and his family. That's just crazy. It's, it's scary. It's, it's um, disturbing. So uh, I also had a, a text that came in. Uh, let's see. Brent from Mendenhall, I'd love to hear your solution on the radio, how hardworking, taxpaying, law-abiding, conservative Americans can change any of this that has happened to our country besides some kind of takeover. Yeah, I don't think takeover uh, would accomplish anything, and I don't think it's possible, but we got to keep doing what we do. We've We've got to change our approach to messaging. We've got to expand our tent. We've got to be better at selling the virtues of freedom and liberty and free markets and capitalism, all of which are getting a bad knock. And the objective of the left, frankly, is to tell broad society, you can't make it without us. You have to have us. We have no confidence in you. That's their message. And people are buying into it because they get stuff in return. But I'm telling you right now, folks, I've been analyzing Biden's policies. I've analyzed his, uh, his agenda in detail, including his tax policies, his economic policies, his energy policies, etc. Here's what's going to happen. It always does. People at the top of the economic scale, they're going to do great, better. People that he purports to help who voted for him. They're going to get steamrolled. The price. So he's talking already about within the first twenty-four hours canceling the XL pipeline, despite the fact that the builders of that have said we're willing to invest over a billion dollars in capital to, I don't know, all sorts of of, um, of uh, clean energy type approaches to building the pipeline. It's a long list and hiring more union workers and just placating, frankly, to them. Well, if that pipeline doesn't get built, the the natural result is less uh, oil, less supply of oil. What happens when, when that occurs? The price of gas goes up. Guess who gets hurt the most on that? The average everyday fixed-income worker. Those at the top of the scale? They'll be fine. Full disclosure, I have significant investments in oil and gas working interests. I'm going to do great! because the price of oil is going to go up. But I'm not the one that needs it, the most help in that regard. The person that has to drive to work every day on a fixed income that's not going to pay $4 at the pump, they're the ones that get hurt. It's the exact opposite. It's the old unintended consequences. They don't have any plans to truly help the average American that needs it the most.
8: And I would point out the safety net that was put in place during the Trump administration that... Everybody seems to be forgetting about yes it for all intents and purposes the democrats have taken over the white house the house and the senate but how many supreme court justices did yeah. president donald j trump appoint and get into the supreme court there is a conservative majority now sitting on the us supreme court the democrats have all these pipe dreams and promises but ultimately, if they're unconstitutional, the Supreme Court will determine how this impacts the future going forward.
2: you got to believe there's going to be challenges. There's going to be court oh, cases. Yeah. And here's what's going to happen. You know this. There's a power struggle. You can see it right now in the Democrat Party. They're so giddy with this newfound control they have of all aspects of government that Inevitably, when you got that, you got a bunch of people that have no ability, frankly, to to come to any sort of power on their own volition. They're nothing heads at the end of the day. But now they've got this opportunity by virtue of being voted in to to seize this incredible power structure, and they're going to be fighting amongst themselves. And Joe Biden is going to be the referee somehow, some way. And that's a scary proposition. But you're going to see them eat their own. I fully predict that. I'm confident that's going to happen. But you're right, Rhino. So much of what they are intending to enact, either through law or policy, EOs and so forth, it's all subject to being challenged. Even shutting down the XL pipeline, you could see that ending up. The builders of that and the money they got invested in that and the contract they have with that. You can see that ending up in court as a starter. Plenty of other stuff that's coming on as well. We're going to talk a little bit about some of these policy stuff when we come back. Stay with us, Gerard and Rhino on the JT Show.
1: 144 Tactical, Highway 49 South in Florence. Come check out our selection of custom AR-15s as well as parts and accessories. When it comes to your firearm needs, we've got you covered. With customizing, laser engraving, or modifications. 144 is a certified Cerakote facility offering a lifetime warranty on all coatings and 144 rifles. Let our professionals help you turn your custom needs into reality. 12 month same as cash financing on everything in the store. 144Tactical.com
9: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
0: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals, and they're ready to work for you.
11: We're the home of the once a year, $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months same as cash and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420. Or online at mypureairconsultants.com. That's mypureairconsultants.com. A proud
5: provider of green home AC
12: systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Rain, the new degree of
5: comfort.
17: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. The Department of Health is reporting 1,193 new cases of
5: COVID. The latest report brings the state's total to over 255,100. With the confirmation of 51 additional deaths, 5,574 Mississippians have now passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations have declined below 1,200 for the first time since mid-December.
17: While Mississippi has seen a decline in new cases over the past week, it follows a surge, which state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says could lead to high death numbers in the coming days. Remember, when we have a big surge in the
13: number of cases, typically we will see those deaths that occur anywhere from 7 to 14 days after those increases in cases.
17: To date, over 5,500 Mississippians have passed away from COVID. I'm Kelly Bennett.
15: Hey there, Lucky Buck here, coming to you live from a nearby meadow. You know, four-leaf clovers are lucky, of course, but I find that the three-leafers are lucky, too, and just as tasty. Speaking of lucky things in threes, there's Cash 3 from the Mississippi Lottery. Cash 3 has daily drawings with 50-cent and $1 plays and lots of ways to win. So play Cash 3 sometime, and you might be lucky like me. Have fun, y'all. Must be 21 years or older to play.
9: Please play responsibly.
0: For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show. Songs in the key of life from the great Stevie Wonder. Yeah, so John from Macomb says gas just went up to 219 this morning. And I'm uh, about to hit the button here on the taxi. Yeah, I, I got a report yesterday from uh, some of my uh, the company that with whom I invest in oil and gas. And it's $55.00 a barrel on Friday, it, that's up. In November, it was 41. So that kind of tells a the story there. So, look, the opposite's true, too. When the price of oil was depressed, as it has been over the last year, uh, that investment was paying zero. In fact, it was paying negative because, you know, if you're a partner in those deals, you got to hit the hip to keep them going a lot of times. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just explaining that's called risk-reward capitalism. That's the way it works, folks. And the government inserts itself. That's called socialism. So when they say we're not building that XL pipeline because of climate change, okay, fine. Well, then the price of oil is going to come up. So don't on the in the same speech talk about how y- you care so much for hardworking families, and then on the, then on the back of that speech say, but by the way, we're going to make sure that there's less oil. Therefore, the price of gas is going up. You hard-working families, that's just the price you got to pay to save the climate. Meanwhile, communist China and other countries continue to pollute the environment at record rates, grossly exceeding what we spew into the atmosphere and any impact the United States has on the environment. why don't why do we demand that they make changes? And the people, they've said they do, but they're communists. They lie. It doesn't really matter what you say and what you demand. Um, wow. So, uh, listening to Concord, what is he saying here, Ryan, on the 769, 769? Listening in Concord, New, New Hampshire, Hampshire. Mississippi needs to take notes from New Hampshire. What does that mean exactly? Not sure. Uh, New Hampshire does
8: have a Republican governor if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what the, the I don't remember the rest the of that political there. makeup. Yeah. Uh, not sure either. King Biscuit says my understanding is the pipeline was going to be placed beside others. It's not like they are plowing through virgin forest. You may be right. I just know that that is scheduled to be one of the first actions by uh, the incoming President Biden is to cancel the XL pipeline. That's all over the news. And certainly throughout the business news. Uh, yeah, so Karen from Ripley says, I received the following from Chewy.com. Yeah, we, we buy from those guys, too, for my dog. Uh, dog food. The price for the following items has changed. Pedigree, chopped ground beef, da-da-da, all gone up from $14 to $20. That's a lot. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the concern here across the board is this massive amount of spending that is planned. And by the way, Janet Yellen, uh, incoming Treasury Secretary, and Joe Biden will tell you and will all the Democrats every single time, they never talk about the qualifications of their cabinet. They always talk about their physical attributes. She's the first female Treasury Secretary. I'm sure you didn't know that. You hadn't heard of it like a gazillion times. And it's all about that. He, by the way, appointed the first transgender, I think, assistant health secretary, if I'm not mistaken. She's presently, he, she, my gosh, don't cancel me. I don't know what that individual... That's a real
8: tough one, especially when you look at the picture.
2: I I agree. And I don't know what uh, that, that person's preferred pronoun is. And that's how you're supposed to do it. You find yeah, out they're preferred. They
8: transitioned in 2011 and then got a divorce from their wife in 2013.
2: Oh, jeez. That's about all I know about them. <laughs> so, Assistant Health Secretary, I believe, and uh, is coming into that role, leaving the role of Secretary of Health for Pennsylvania? That's correct. Is that right? Okay. So, got, got that right. Um Bobby in baseball, he has a long one here. If the Democrats help the poor become middle class, the poor become conservative by default, they lose their voter base. Yeah, look, uh, and and I won't read the rest of it, but I get your point, Bobby, and I and I agree. There's no question that the the primary objective there is is to keep people in this permanent victim state, keep them agitated, keep them mad at everybody else for what they don't have. So that they become permanent voters and supportive of that, they don't realize that they're giving up freedom. They're giving up, more importantly, opportunity. Opportunity, and I just don't buy into this idea that there's not equal opportunity. I would argue that it's uh, it's actually more slanted towards minorities. They have more opportunity. The way that that we've kind of become woke here, uh, you got a better chance of getting capital, of getting support, of getting hired, of getting promoted solely on the basis of your race, your gender, and now your political persuasion. Seems like that's entering into it. You've seen report uh, the report last week from Forbes, their editorial board, where they're, uh, they're recommending that those that work directly for the Trump administration, Michael Haney, uh, Sarah Huckabee, Uh, A couple of others don't hire those people. They're liars. You can't you can't rely on them, and they're calling for them to basically be blocked from working. That's crazy. Is that not hate speech? I mean, see that's the problem. You can start connecting all kinds of dots when you try to parse words out and and uh, ascribe and define this word equals this category and this word equals this category. And, and you're, you're assuming meanings of those words, uh, like pronouns. It's a, a similar sort of deal. But, man, so, some of these other policies, what can we expect right off the bat uh, from uh, the, the Biden administration? Uh, there is, uh, it looks like they're going to cancel the ban that Trump instituted on travel from certain Muslim countries. That's scheduled to go down Right off the bat, Um, we already talked about the uh, the plans uh, to cancel the XL pipeline, to enter the Paris Climate Accord. Oh boy, because that's such a good deal, and then to uh, reestablish the Iran nuclear deal and and uh, retrade that and bring that into being again. So. How is that helping the you know, the downtrodden, hardworking middle class that, that he promised was at the core of his policy agenda? I, I just I'm not getting it. I'm not able to connect those dots, as I've been saying. So uh, that's just some of the stuff he wants to do. Uh, certainly right off the bat, dozens of executive orders, I think we'll see. Extend limits on student loan payments evictions instituted during the pandemic, the mask mandate on federal property we talked about. The eviction
8: moratorium is the one that raised the biggest eyebrow for me because he's proposing to extend the moratorium on evictions to September, the end of September this year. That's right. Which means there are some landlords that could potentially have not received a dime in rent from March of
2: last year to September of this year. He says he's got rent relief scheduled in his $1.9 trillion. So look, the discussion about deficits and debt and taxes, it, it's its almost comical. When you start talking about $1.9 trillion, we just passed $900 billion two weeks ago.
8: It has certainly reinvigorated the conversation surrounding cryptocurrency.
2: It has because of the expectation that the value of the dollar would uh, continue to decline as inflation kicks in. But I'm going to make this point. If you're watching the markets today, I think they're up again. Why are they up again? The prospect its – they're keying on – I read it this morning before it came in. They're keying on Yellen's comments. She's going to be uh, addressing – I think already has, maybe – to uh, uh, to the Senate, I think, the existing Senate. She, she – uh, she's talking about we got to go big, we got to spend lots of money here. and when the market hears that from a short term basis, they ain't worried about inflation down the road. they're worried about what does that mean to corporate earnings and thus the price of the equities in those companies that benefit. So again, the folks that have significant holdings in corporate equities, they benefit from all this. it's it's, it's just another, Ruse that the Biden's and the Democrats try to promote that they're all about the working people, but their policies, in fact, benefit those at the higher end of the economic scale more so. Oh, he's going to, he says he's going to sign executive orders right off the bat that are focused on ways to help schools and businesses reopen safely. I just got to ask you, Rhino, hadn't we already figured that out? Are we still waiting to figure out what's missing there? What haven't we rammed down the throats? These businesses in schools, they're way better than the folks in the in the White House and in the, uh, the capital bubble around there as far as how to operate safely. They could teach them how to do that. Redbone is bumping us into this break. We'll come back with the final segment of the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
12: final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right, own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever, Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Ridgeland. we
15: Sale days, final discounts at Solberger's Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right. Own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever Saturday, January 23rd at Solberger's Jewelry, Ridgeland.
13: Gallo here back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson metro area. Right now, more of the JT show on Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. JT.
7: JT. I have no obligation to tell any of you anything. It's the JT show,
0: Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Welcome back the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino leading you through the middle of your day. Thanks so much for joining us. And it's, uh, get off on a little rant, and got uh, got uh, a text from Sheila from Hattiesburg, always a regular listener, and, and appreciate her texting in. She said, talk happy stuff for a minute. I, I agree, Sheila, and I apologize if I went kinda uh, too deep into a lot of the a lot of the challenges and the risks and the concerns and the problems that beset our state, our nation and so forth uh, but it's uh, it needs to be discussed and then hopefully uh, we're informing um, and, and just conveying lots of the information that's out there and it is moving at a very rapid pace as you can imagine but I'll tell you this I think this country just naturally overcomes. It is incredibly resilient. Just like I said, why do we need the federal government to come out with more guidelines on how to open businesses and operate them safely? Business owners are incredibly innovative, inc- incredibly uh, industrious, and creative. They know. They, you know what? Why? Because the market tests them. The market yeah, tests to. them. You have to. It's that or you die, and that's the way it should be. Die figuratively, of course, your business dies. It's it it is uh, it's the ultimate test. It tests your prices, your service, the amount you pay your staff, which of course translates into service. Oh, that's how it works. It's a fantastic system that we've all benefited from. I get upset. When people in Washington think they have the temerity and the arrogance to think, oh, I can operate that better than they can. That's, that's what makes me mad. But this country is going to uh, re- recover from this pandemic. It's going to survive this administration. And I think we're poised to see record economic growth in the second half of this year as a result of the vaccine reaching critical mass. I know that's what the investment community is talking about quite a bit. I think people want to get out. They want to be around other people. They want to travel. Uh, Frankly, I think a lot of them have have curbed some of their spending habits just because they don't have as much to spend it on. Um, And so we're going to see a return to that. I, I hope you're doing your part to go out as much as you can when you're spending money and to trade locally. And to support the local businesses, be they restaurants, retailers, what have you. I hope hope you guys are doing that. I'm trying to, trying to set an example in doing that. Sometimes I'll have to admit even buying stuff I don't really need (laughs) just to try to help Um, and, and, uh, and transact with those who are so critical, I think, to our community and our state. Uh, so I, I hope you're, you're doing the same. But we're going to recover, and we're going to be fine. And I really think once this vaccine gets out there, and we get past this wearing of masks and keeping our distances, and not be able to congregate in large groups, and fill the hotels up again, and the stadiums, and the theme parks, and all the and the concert venues, et cetera, uh, people want to get out. They want to spend money. I know I do. I I um I, I'm tired of being kind of just feel like you're locked up to some extent. And look, we got it better here in Mississippi than they do in a lot of places. Even though I know that folks are uh, may say, "Well, the governor just ought to open the whole deal up." And but we got a what a 75 percent capacity limitation. But you still can't fill. It's baseball season. We got two teams in old Miss, Mississippi State that are ranked in the top ten D1 baseball. Got fantastic facilities, world class, best in the country. People want to fill the stadiums up, especially when the weather gets nice kind of hard to do that under the current circumstances. And, of course, that benefits the local merchants in those towns. And and the, it, you just go down the list of all the people who, who benefit uh, from just people mobility. And you're, we're not mobile right now. We rely on mobility. Remember one of the first, Rhino, you're too young, one of the first executive orders to the listening folks out there, the folks listening, I should say, that were around during the Reagan administration. Jimmy Carter reduced the speed limit to 55 on interstates, any, any federal roadways, mainly interstates. It was terrible. So when I was going to school, 55. It's like, and that's before we had widespread cruise controls, and my car was so old, the only thing uh, that I could afford, it didn't have a cruise control. 55 was terrible, like forever to get from here to Oxford. One of the first things that Ronald Reagan did when he took office, Raise the speed limits to 70. And back then, that was the 70s. They're saying, you know, we're running out of oil. It's any day. That's why we got to reduce the consumption by lowering the speed limit to 55. Better days are ahead. We're going to stay positive. I'm going to point out weaknesses, flaws, challenges, risks. We're going to focus on the positive as well. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back again with Rhino tomorrow. God bless.